Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host as usual, Farah Mahendri. And today I'm not going solo. I have two guests on the podcast, uh, but more about that a little bit on later. I just wanted to have take this opportunity to um, announce something that is exciting me, something that I'm doing right now. Uh, I've just completed setting up my calendar for 2020. Um, I have great open workshops that are coming out. Um, I've got um, a monthly, um, hopefully monthly uh, uh, Design Sprint SA, the official Design Sprint SA meetup that I'll be running uh, from January 2020. That's just a month away. Um, Yeah, so I'm super pumped about this and please check that check that out on uh, varmahendry.com um, under the events page you'll be able to find out more and be able to uh, book yourself a seat to some of these uh, open workshops that I'll be running uh, based on understanding what design sprints are and how can you incorporate them within agile environments and within whatever design environments that you have to help you and your team accelerate Um, your process within um, whatever delivery method um, you're doing whether you're doing uh, agile or waterfall uh, type of delivery methods but anyway let me not blabber too much about um, what what I'm excited about I'm also really excited about this conversation that I had uh, with these two gentlemen uh, Jonas and Mike from 33A Jonas and Mike do AI design sprints so now that is something uh, very specific um, like voice design sprints that I did with a lady called Mikey Coppins uh, before if you didn't check that out check that uh, podcast out um, you should be seeing it on on your list wherever you're listening to your podcast uh, it's called uh, voice design sprints um, but in this conversation I'll be talking about AI design sprint and this is a very specific method that um, Jonas and Mike have been using to uh, accelerate how we think and design for AI and they've recently ran um, a huge huge um, I would say I think is the biggest um, AI design sprint ever ran with about 800 people Um, this was uh, in collaboration with um, an education institute and there was uh, the, the students working with the teachers and it was just they just do a lot of magic so I hope you enjoy the podcast and I will catch you in the next one so let's jump right into it so you know um, what do you guys do uh, what space do you work in you know I understand that you do a lot of magic but I'd like you to explain your story to to the audience it is magic, <laughs> um, but we we can tell a little of our tricks. So Jonas is telling you a little bit about the tricks. <laughs> the, okay. the, yeah, the backstage. So basically, what we discovered is that there's a big gap between uh, the technology capabilities out there, in particular in regards to AI, and. Uh, to the people who actually have to take decisions about those kind of technology. Um, and usually on the on the one hand side, you have technical experts, which are usually also very, very narrow in the field of AI. 
and they struggle to communicate to business people what they can do and the business people struggle to explain what they need so we basically created a process that uh, creates a shared understanding of what can ai do and to commonly decide okay what would we like to do with ai okay and, and basically like when you look at, at a company um, the decision makers are in many cases non-technical have a non-technical background so and also if you look so who are the stakeholders maybe uh, employees within a department or stuff like that and so so our thing is how do you how do you enable the those business people to be part of um, a discussion with an AI expert or and and take decisions um, forwards applying AI and at the same time how can you um, have all stakeholders um, at the table everyone who's um, who needs to who's affected by it um, can they be part of the development process so and in that way um, yeah what we in our also experience is um, a lot of those ethical um, problems um, which might occur with with AI uh, can be avoided by having everyone at the table already so this design process helps really and and, and it should be the regular way um, a company approaches uh, AI yeah how do we collaboratively de design AI solutions instead of just being tech driven and okay. potentially create some problems along the way that you could prohibit and you can usually create way more valuable solutions in that way and then maybe we can also say so so usually when um, how maybe sometimes AI is being consulted is that you are just um, you just hear about um, use cases um, but that's just really selective maybe you just get like 10 20 use cases um, where we say let's take into account and consider all present AI technologies and not be limited by some use cases which are well then you're not taking into account all all AI opportunities and 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 the present technology which is out there right now you're already limiting yourself or if you also yeah. in many cases it's it's looking at and that's really popular um just look at your present uh, like at your accessible data that too limits you already and your opportunities are actually um way more Okay, so 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 you're saying that it's it's really a way to 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 start on a on a on a clear page, you know, of of solving for AI and really not look at the limitations and help um, decision makers make more informed decisions and working as a team to solve for AI. Yeah, and that comes by by starting with you, like starting with the company. And looking at so what do you need where are the problems um, what are your processes and stuff like that and then 
and then look at everything like and then look at all ai but mm. yeah so you start with i know the customer or the employee or the company or whatever so okay well, of course you also have a context and i mean we don't fully ignore the limitations uh, companies have we just say okay let's figure out what would be interesting to do and then see what is realistic for you and what is the shortest way to get there so you actually have some quick wins on a on a longer journey okay cool so so since ai is a very technical sort of like um technology and 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 topic as a whole what does designing for ai mean to you well designing for ai means uh, in, in the first place enable everybody to understand okay what are the capabilities like once people understand what you can do with it they can also collaboratively create solutions and AI, I mean, as you mentioned, it's pretty broad, pretty technical and quite fluffy term. The big part of what we do is to bring it down, uh, cut it down into pieces everybody can understand and then actually discuss. Yeah, so it's really enabling the people who are, well, who need, who need to make, uh, who are the decision makers in, in a company. Um, enable them to actually do it and not say, oh, I'll just hire in an expert team or, or let's, I know, I know, get someone else. Um, yeah, take, I know, give me, I know, the big answers and I just maybe trust that person or that company or whatever, but that they they should be to a certain degree be able to to be in the in the discussion and and be able to be on on eyesight with uh, with AI experts. Yeah, and also I mean another problem we currently have with AI expert, as I mentioned earlier, is they are very narrow. So even if we have AI experts in in a narrow field in the session they don't have all the capabilities and potential of AI on top of their head. So even if they, if you make a traditional design sprint and you have an expert in the team, you are pretty heavily reliant of, okay, what, what potential does he or she see? Yeah. And so, so the learnings maybe out of our, um, I don't know, many design sprints now, AI yeah, design sprints we have done is that people out of the sessions, they come out, and are more self-confident. They really have this feeling, they come in having not a lot of knowledge about AI and maybe they come in with this feeling of, um, this is not for me or wow, I'm behind um, and are a little bit scared yeah. and they come out with being self-confident. I can be part of the development process. I just did it. I developed a concept. Um, I can do this. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're saying through that co-creation with, you know, the stakeholders and the experts as well, it creates a nice level of confidence and also, I guess, to a certain level of accountability of feeling that sense of ownership that, you know, we are part of this. Definitely. I mean, there's a big, uh, very big degree of ownership. So if people come out, as Mike already mentioned, they are usually 
too proud and super eager and sometimes you have to manage expectations okay you won't have it next week so let's take it a little slower but people have a great uh, sense of ownership and actively try to push for the solutions internally and that's really like if you ask the big questions how do you start ai um to to apply ai at a company it is by giving people the confidence that they um, can be part of the process, that they can be part of the applying AI within their department or within their job. Yeah, um, and also taking the discussion away from, well, first I will be, uh, my job will be automated and I'm gone. And then ultimately AI is killing all of us, just breaking it down and saying, okay, what does it mean today? And then you can have this kind of discussions. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they are more. They have this feeling of I'm I'm in control here. Okay, cool. So how does this uh, process look like? Um, could you could you take us through? You know, what is your process? How do you actually design for for AI? What does the process look like? Yeah. So basically, I mean. The overall concept is the AI design sprint, but there are different versions. So um, there's one version where we look at processes. There's another version where we look at how we can enhance existing products using AI. There's one version where, where we create new products and services, and there are actually even more. But what is important is that we actually we don't start with technology. We look at, okay, what is the context we are in? Are we, for example, within a department? Okay, a department has processes. Let's get an overview of the processes and let's see, okay, where do you actually have pain points where we see potential um, to, to create better solutions using AI? So then we identify processes, for example, sketch them out, and then pretty much we add AI on top and we do that with the AI car tech we developed which is basically or you can think of it as search for all AI relevant cases you can find and try to explain the capabilities in very very simple languages so we have uh, created several uh, categories for example understands what it is and in each category you have a couple of cards it can be four it can be six with a specific headline or AI technology. So if we are actually looking, for example, as a, at a process, all the participants have to do when they have identified, for example, a pain point is they go through the card deck, and of course we have a presentation about AI, and they say, okay, this card I have in my hand, for example, understands uh, what it is with this technology, I don't know, uh, identifies the speaker can i use it at this specific process step yes or no so that's pretty much the core and of all the different versions and then you go through an exercise collaboratively of prioritizing the potentials you see and from there create concepts yeah so it's really this card sorting it's really getting in in a really easy way the ai knowledge into the team at the table Okay, cool. That sounds great. Um, so, so that's basically your your an overview of what you would call an AI design sprint. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there are different sessions if you look a little more at the process. So basically okay. what we did is we took the concept of the design sprint, um, okay. the, the five-day version from Google Ventures, and looked at the faces. And then we said, okay, how could we break it down? Because if we talk to companies and you have to have decision makers in the room, you don't get five days. Forget about it. You maybe get half a day. So the core session we have is half a day. Of course, that means that you have to do some pre-work. So we have a framing session. You have mm. to do some uh, rework. So we have a technical, like a tech check where it's about data and your company's capabilities where the AI expert we have in the session looks at, okay, great, we have those concepts and they are feasible. Let's think about can you do it or how long is the way? And then basically we wrap it up and we provide a presentation where we say, okay, this is what we've been doing. Those are the concepts. Here's the evaluation. Based on that, we suggest moving forward in this, this, and this way. So the company has a, has a basis to take a decision. Okay, is there something interesting we want to further look into or was it interesting, but it's not that interesting for now? Okay. So what are some of the biggest aspects that you still use in your AI design sprint that comes from the original five-day uh, Google Ventures sprint? Uh, I would say, um, well, it depends a little bit on the version. Uh, we started out with the version we call now new products and services, where you start with research, you start with a persona, and then you collaboratively decide what are the needs and wants, etc., etc. So in a sense, that's the closest. But the basic principles of, okay, first, let's collaboratively figure out what is the frame, what are we trying to solve, and let's get very rapidly to maybe not in all cases uh, a real prototype, but something we can show to a user and get some very rapid feedback. Um, this is still there. Yeah. Okay. So it's really from yeah from research from from the start to going to a, a test prototype. Yeah, as well as let's bring everybody who's needed in a room and let's have those discussions and let's let's make them quick. I mean, we can figure out quite fast, okay, maybe that that's not the best concept, but we didn't spend a hell lot of time. Yeah, and okay. I think that the key, what we do is, how, and how we how do we get this in this, um, I know, from a, from a five-day thing to a couple of half-day um, sessions is that the session itself is very tightly facilitated. So all the steps the participants are, are doing, and these are really, really simple, simple steps, are all on the canvas. So the canvas is um, a long sheet of paper on, on, the, on the table. They're starting from one end of the table and work their way up. And all the design steps they are taking um, are on this sheet of paper. They're supported by, by slides, and usually there are a couple of teams in the room, so they're doing this parallel. Um, but that's really what it is. So, so maybe, so, so the, the Google Design Sprint is still um, yeah, it's a rather, very loose. rather loose methodology okay. where, in comparison, our sprint and our tools are very, very 
defined and tightly facilitated, yes. And, and, and it nearly runs on its own. Um, I mean, we as facilitators are just there to, I don't know, answer questions and then, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but basically it's actually the, the participants are actually very much in control of the, also of that process. They're, they're at okay. the, they know where, uh, what are we doing in this half day because they, they know, okay, I have two meters to go. And these are the steps I'm, I'm taking. So they're not surprised by any slides. Mm-hmm. So then it's already everything they need to, to do is on the table, visible and readable. And every task is, 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 is written on, mm-hmm. on, on, on a sentence and explained even on, on the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. We are really yeah. just there to kind of support it and, yeah. yeah, and pass and pass them sticky notes and 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 pens, I guess. Well, that is prepared <laughs> as well. No, but what we do sometimes is, uh, I mean, of course, if it's more outcome focused, we we have this enables us to have more time to question within the different groups and challenge, etc. But sometimes we do also inspirational sessions. So we had this uh, crazy session a couple of weeks ago where we had, <laughs> I think, two hundred teams with 800 people and this only worked because it's almost self uh, facilitating right so of course you have the presentation and you introduce what has to be done but teams very very rarely get lost and don't know what to do i mean basically they have to ignore the canvas in order to get entirely to get lost yeah so we have 900 people there in in the 800 800 yeah 800 yeah so so yes and it is because we are German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that also adds to the to the yeah. weight, right? Surprised. Yeah, we just like to that everything is kind of or everything is prepared, everything is in order, and we know how long it takes, and everyone knows what to do. Exactly. <laughs> so and so instead of so so it's. We, we like to be feel safe, but the main thing, and, and that's also like, wh- why are we having this canvas and, and why it's so in little steps? It's really, uh, no, it's really people come in, um, they're here, oh, I'm going to be part of an AI design sprint and it's a half day. They're, they're really scared and they're just relieved that it's paper um, and that they are they are in control of the process. They yeah. they know what's what's happening because they see it on the table. Yeah, they don't have to code. They don't have to bring a computer. <laughs> All they have to do is read, bring their domain knowledge, and have an opinion. And there are no surprises for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Um, so so what does a typical AI prototype look like? So it's very easy for most product design sprints, you know, to come up with. Um, a UI-based prototype, but how does an AI prototype look like? You know, what are, I understand you do different sessions with different outcomes, uh, but what is your typical AI pro, uh, prototype look like? Yeah, um, I mean, in the session we do, there's not like a real prototype in the classical sense. So we rather work on a basis where we make the concept as understandable as possible, also because of this problem, right? <coughs> So, of course, we also offer a prototype and then it can hugely vary because, as you said, I mean, it can be uh, 
some kind of voice prototype. I mean, sometimes you could, it's better to quickly make a Wizard of Oz kind of solution where you maybe make a quick video so everybody understands this before you go into really coding something. Mm-hmm. Can be sometimes, especially if we um, do process automation, which is one of the versions we run quite frequently at the moment. I mean, how do you show that a lot of the work uh, just happens automatically, right? I mean, sometimes the interaction basically doesn't change, but uh, you just got rid of a ton of work. That's really tough to show in a sense in a kind of prototype. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, so usually in the session, so the first, I know, I don't know whether you could call it a prototype, but it is, it's a, uh, visualized um, in, a, in a simple user journey. That's what the participants can do. And then later on, um, we could do yeah, an experience prototype. And especially um, what we see, the prototype is especially necessary for um, when they then developed the concept and, and had a chat with the AI expert to then, and, they, and, and they're very excited about their, their solution. Then they go back to their company and, and, and want to tell others about it. So then it's nice for them to have um, a prototype uh, for them to sell and communicate internally. Yeah, because it's the same issue, right? It's all, AI is all intangible in a sense. So uh, a big part of the prototype we offer is how can you make it tangible and very easily understandable? Um, So that helps a lot for the people. That's why I also think right now, I mean, we do the process uh, automation thing, which is primarily business driven. But another focus for the company or many companies at the moment is chatbots, right? Because everybody understands what the chatbot is. So overall, a lot of the things we are doing is just make AI very tangible, as tangible as possible so people can relate to it. Yeah, and the chatbot, that could be a, a click. <clears throat> yeah, that could be a click dummy, that could be a voice interaction doesn't have to be a fully developed prototype in the beginning. I mean, as I said, you could also, if you, if the primarily goal is to first present the, the concept and make it understandable, make some kind of Wizard of Oz uh, video. Yeah. Cool. So you spoke about um, chatbots and voice and you, you just spot something in my head. I want, um, I, and I think the question is, um, how how do you okay i think i lost my track uh, my my <laughs> my my train of thought there uh but around chatbots and 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 voice and stuff what are some of the most common um products that i can say you work on in the ai space so chatbots i i, I get is something big that uses ai uh and and you could do that in text or voice what are some of the um, ai products that you you usually solve for so a lot of times it's like what we do what we call process automation. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the different uh, versions, a lot of, as I said, is a lot, the focus is heavily on process automation and chatbot. So we had some more physical things, um, but this is not happening that much at the moment. Yeah, so usually it's, um, okay, it could be a, a chatbot, but um, but it is 
if it's about process automation, it's for example, um, the software predicts um, for, I know, or let's say it's, it could be um, you, you need to summarize, uh, write text summaries in a department, for example, or um, you do a lot of research maybe at the beginning of your project um, to start a project. So can AI help you do the research? Of course, like if it's done also online. Um, and there it is just a software doing it and you get, I know, you say, oh, I, I need this or, or the project itself is clear what is needed and then the software just provides you with the research results, for example. So we had it for, yeah, for a lot of companies when they start a project, um, well, some of them need to do research um, and AI could, could uh, do that for them. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's like one, some of the outcomes. Okay, and, so it's, it's mainly around in the automation space. Yeah, a lot of stuff is around the automation space at the moment. Yeah, I mean, when we, but we actually, so when we do this more inspiration, there it's actually, um, we do customer faced things. So we start with the persona and look at the persona's needs. Um, and usually when we do, when we do inspirations, we, we take fashion as an, as a nice industry because everyone can relate to fashion somehow. And so out of that comes usually, um, an intelligent agent for that persona they're, they're working on within fashion and maybe within a specific problem within f fashion, the persona has, um, and so then it's usually, so what's then the, the, the product or service? It is a um, intelligent agent, what you, which you would have on, a, on your mobile phone, um, maybe proactively giving you fashion suggestions, for example. Um, a lot of times that, that comes out of those sessions where we would start with, with, the, with the persona. And, and, okay. it's, um, and it's the, the end consumer. Yeah, but also, I mean, finance, it's uh, a lot of times it tends to go in the direction of some kind of intelligent assistant. Yeah, in different shapes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, even for the either for the end consumer, but also if it's about employees. So right now they they would use the Internet. Could there be an intelligent agent? Um, and either it's, I don't know, the device could still be maybe the, the laptop or so, but yeah, uh, usually it's then an intelligent agent, which helps, supports them in their um, job role. Okay, cool. So um, can this be done remotely? Uh, could you do AI design sprints uh, remotely from another country? We did it once. Usually we are fans of physical. Um, it can be done. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. How did it go? It, How did it go? Twice. Twice. We did okay. it in the US and we did it uh, with Helsinki. Oh yeah. I mean, basically, what we did is, uh, yeah, we used like a mural board, right? In a sense, well, you can put all the um, the process we go through and the material we prepare up front. You can the as well. Yeah. yeah, the the canvas and the cards are on the mural board. Yeah, and the the inputs like the process we defined or the persona and needs we uh, uh, developed from the research, etc. Of course, you can digitize all of that, and you can go through the same process on a mural board. That also works. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so is it is it pretty straightforward? Since you have the canvas, do you do you probably see it happening better remotely? I understand that you're fans of being, you know, in a physical space. But do you think you could possibly run an AI design sprint uh, with your canvas, uh, the way you've set it up, much better remotely than you would a normal design sprint? I don't really have the experience for a <laughs> normal remote design sprint. Okay. Um, but I, I guess it would work better, yes, because, I mean, if the tools are on the table or if you have them right mm -hmm. in your face on your mural board, that's quite easy. And it's since it's very defined, uh, I guess it it's more straightforward. Um, okay. But okay. as I said, I don't fully have the experience in this regard so, okay. so you see what usually we enjoy um having teams in the room yeah and it's um and it's really this workshop atmosphere everyone has like good vibes and um they're high-fiving each other and they are nearly like competing everyone wants to be faster than the than the team than the other team in the room it's a nice atmosphere in the room um, and that's hard to create that online. Um, so usually we, we, I mean, that's also, why are we doing it? I mean, that's what we also partly where we get our, the kick out of that, um, having really this super cool sessions where everyone is really excited and has really good energy and, and it's a really cool experience for everyone. Yeah. And just from the engagement side, I mean, we, we do a lot of energizers like high five, etc. But also in our sessions, everybody is standing all the time. Right. So we have the long sheet of paper, no chairs on the one end of the table. And we physically walk towards the goal. Right. So we build a base, build further and further until we reach it. And from from my perspective, sitting in front of a computer, uh, that doesn't really give yeah. you. This is different energy. Sandwich in your hand. So <laughs> maybe we can do I don't know mural high fives standing <laughs> up. <laughs> that could also be a way, but yeah, the physical. I mean, you can, and I think there's probably um, in the future a room for this as a remote um, way of doing sprints because I mean for for quite some people it's just the work in reality of course we at some point probably will uh, provide tools for that but we prefer physical no and and we really have to kind of say so uh, also the, the last session was that then 
um, some people said, oh, everyone is smiling here. It's really a fun experience for people. And yeah, we really true. like also this high energy, but it's not this artificial, uh, like this, no. I know, um, hitting your chest or so. It's not that. It's more people are really enjoy. Sometimes it's really for the first time that they are working in a team yeah, in I mean, this way. To, to give you some context about what Mike is explaining, uh, we've been at a German bank earlier okay. this week, yes. And uh, the guys who brought us in, they said, okay, it's the first time I see people smile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and actually connect. And what we introduced to, to them or they helped us introduce to them is that they are I mean, it's Germany, right? So that they start to actually refer to each other on a first name basis. Traditionally, mm -hmm. that's not the case. So we we also kind of like to to change the way they interact. Um, yeah, and some of the feedback is that they say, could we just work like that all the time on any project? So they're yeah. really excited. So it's also like a new way of working for them. Or it's a new experience of, oh, this is how we could do stuff now together. So that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, and you could, yeah. And there has to be, yeah. Uh, well, I guess the, that's the power of design sprints as a as a whole. You know, the the element of co-creation and having team alignment and putting everyone in one room to really, you know, share their expertise and work as a team towards one specific focused goal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah so everyone is super super excited and happy about it. Um, and yes, um, and it and in some instances it's necessary to do it online. Um, maybe teams are spread out, or or maybe VS facilities are just uh, also um, yeah, too not everywhere. So too far out <laughs> <laughs> and too expensive to fly in. Yeah, so, uh, so so depending on logistics, it's, it, it is possible, though you prefer doing it in, um, in, in, in a physical space. Yeah, exactly. I think I mean, yeah. I think it's coming just to acknowledge the work reality some people. Mm. Um, yes, yeah. so, we, so we are actually doing both. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Sweet. I think uh, I've covered all of the of the questions that I had uh, for you guys. Uh, where can people find you? Will you be flying to South Africa at any time soon to see what we do this side of the world? Um, how do people get hold of you? Yes. Yeah, so we need um, warm weather. Feel free to invite us. <laughs> we are in Copenhagen. The winter is very terrible. It's not even really snow here. It's just wet and rain and windy and I'm yeah. looking for any excuse to <laughs> escape the winter here so <laughs> please well, help us <laughs> we are going through a bit of a heat wave in South Africa so I'm not sure if you really want to come from an extreme cold to an extreme hot you know maybe we can find something in the middle or I, wait I, for I, a better time. I can handle I can handle hard. No, I can. I, I can really handle hard. <laughs> <laughs>
No, no basically, okay. So, so you can, like, the first thing, how, how you can reach us is through our website. Um, okay. it's, it's 33a.ai. So that's the website. And I think also some contacts, um, emails is also on there. Uh, we are on Instagram a little bit. Um, no, very much actually. A little, yeah, and, and <laughs> on, yeah, and, and really our channel is LinkedIn. So, okay. yeah, just hit us and cool. get us two palm trees. Uh, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely work on that. I will uh, add the, the the links in the description uh, for the podcast. Uh, so people will find it much easier to find it there. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, the biggest channel is LinkedIn. Um, you said the company is 33A? Yeah, 33A, yeah. 33A, great, great. Cool. Thank you so much, guys, for, 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 for sharing. Um, I think you are doing some wonderful work and I'm always very keen to explore the different uh, types of design sprints. I personally do sort of like the, the original five-day, three-day, four-day Google design sprint depending on, on, on clients and scenarios that we're trying to solve. So it's always very interesting for me to, to explore other spaces where people are remixing the design sprint and doing great stuff like you guys are. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Oh, maybe we, we, we can also say, um, so we, we also like to enable others to run AI design sprints. So that's part of, okay, so our mission is we would like that AI is applied everywhere. And, yeah. and we think the AI design sprint is the right way to do that. Um, if Jonas and me are just doing it, we can't change the world. So <laughs> our impact would be very small. So so right now it is like our business is is like 50-50. Like one thing is that we would run AI design sprints, but on the other side, um, we also train other pe uh, people um, to become an AI design sprint facilitator and, and have a license and, and really do, um, people should, uh, yeah, lead their own AI design sprints. Great. So really designers. So we're really reaching out to designers and especially people who are familiar with, with the uh, Google design sprint. Um, this could be a super nice, yeah. Yeah, it will definitely be a great addition to, to anyone who's running uh, design sprints, you know, to to enable them to do something better uh, in, in, in the, I think AI is a future technology. We are living in the future right now. Uh, and I think it's only going to get more and more uh, evolved than than where we are now. So I think it's a really great space um, for, for anybody doing design sprints to, to, to adopt the process and learn more around, you know, how to do it. Yeah, and also I think if, I mean, we, right now we're talking, when, when we are talking with, with many who are doing d design sprints, it's very hard or they're challenged by how do I sell this? How do I sell a, a design sprint? And so, uh, the nice thing is with us having the AI design sprint, you already have um, people know more what they get out of it. So it's not an open end. It is they are already asking, what can I do with AI? 
Um, so it's actually, so if the design sprint itself is already focused with us on AI, um, it's much easier to sell um, to companies because mm -hmm. they really know what they're getting. They, mm -hmm. uh, it's not like, oh, uh, I know solve my innovation stuff, mm -hmm. but it's just, okay, I'm wondering about AI and I don't know where to start um, and how do I get in with my team in, in this. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, design sprint. the good thing for us is <laughs> the, the worst outcome we have is people have fun and are smarter about AI. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we really experience it's it's really I think it's yeah, it's easier to sell than I maybe I can kind of really compare, but I think um I think when always when we talk with with companies, companies are just curious about AI. So it, so the topic for them it's not really for the companies it, it's not so important or is it is it a design sprint or not like the method is it's not that important for them but the topic of ai is very important for them yes yes so and you you will actually be essentially having a different conversation you won't be having a design sprint conversation but how to um you know approach ai and solve for ai exactly. um, using sprints instead yeah exactly yeah yeah and so it's really easy to to approach companies cool. yeah and yeah we are really riding the ai wave but yes and and we also see that like ai is um it's not going away like <laughs> no, maybe no. at the beginning like i know if you look at um where ai right now is it is just at the beginning um and but it is uh, more and more. Um. So, so since you work in the AI space, I guess you get this question quite a bit, right? Uh, around, so, you know, how um, this, the technology is going to replace my role in the future. Um, where do you see AI playing and, you know, what is the role of human beings around AI? Is it just designing for AI or maybe AI will get to a point where it can design itself and develop itself further? Um, where is the human and the AI conversation in your space? Because you probably should have, you know, this question asked uh, quite a bit. Yeah, for me, it depends a little bit on the time frame. I mean, for now, the best combination you can get is AI together with a human. There are things we humans are very good at, um, and there are other things AI uh, software is very good at. So right now, this uh, the combination is, is the best from my point of view, at least if it's some kind of advanced task which uh, requires some kind of, let's call it creativity or... Uh, human kind of intelligence in the future i mean that's uh i guess we will see <laughs> no i think in the future it's it's about yes some jobs will change no, but that, definitely but that's what happened when i don't know desktop publishing came about or whatever i know any any technology mm. so um and there people will adapt to it but i think i think Still, 
even if you, I know, well, we don't know the future, but looking a little bit ahead, AI will also always be in the in combination with people. Um, it will always enhance people's capabilities of, yeah, doing stuff. Yeah, and I mean, in, in regards to, let's call it rather simple automation, um, I mean, AI is getting a little bit more advanced, but in the end, do you really want to do a job that you can know a machine can do better and faster than you? You only want it if you don't have another option, right? Um, mm. Otherwise, it doesn't really feel like a fulfilling task to do. But uh, ideally, and I mean, that's to a certain degree um, is a decision of society. I mean, ideally, the technology is used to free people to do more of what they actually want to do. Yeah. And, and yes, AI can have also negative consequences, but I think that's why um, this design process is necessary to, yeah. to have the people affected by it be part of the development process. So, yeah. so, so what we think is, yes, if you do you go through an AI design sprint, um, yes, the solution will be, I know, good AI. Yeah. So, I mean, it's technology, right? So, it, and it's the probably um, most mighty, one of the most mighty technologies out there already now, but it's only uh, getting more advanced. So, technology has the good side and the bad, uh, the very bad side. You can choose the direction we try to contribute towards the good side by creating an understanding of what it means and have collaboratively design solutions, which hopefully uh, help pretty much everybody. Yeah, so, so really it's the, it's the AI design sprint um, process, making sure what you develop is, is, is good AI. So it's, it's not only, so, so in, in that way, um, our mission is that people apply AI, but but implied it is we would like that the AI which is out there is good AI, and and the AI design sprint is the process to do that um, to make sure that it's good AI. Awesome, thank you so much, uh, Mike and Johan. Uh, Jonas, uh, I think we can we can talk about AI and sprints pretty much the whole day. Uh, but yeah, just for the sake of um, having a good length to the podcast, I think, um, yeah, um, I need to stop you guys from talking literally. <laughs> yes. Cool, but 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 that was that was that was a great uh, a great session. Thank you so much for sharing, guys. I really appreciate it, and I hope that uh, it um, it brings some uh, some value into into the community that I'm uh, I'll be sharing it to, and and hopefully um, we start seeing a little bit more AI design sprints happening this side of the world as well. Maybe it's a reason for you guys to come train some people this side and get warm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs>